when I hit this burnout, I focused on all nutrients and, you know, focused on my gut health, my mental health, my hormones, and I focused on nutrients rather than calories. And that is when everything shifted for me and I have like never felt better. Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Way podcast, your go-to place for all things fun, happiness, well-being, growth, trust, and diversity. I am your host, Melissa Fideli, and I am here to inspire and connect everyone who chooses health and happiness so you can be your healthier self and live life the happy way. Hello, everyone. Today, with the help of Talia Harvey, who is a clinical nutritionist, we are going to be talking about how you can ditch the diet, get rid of guilt, and build a strong and happy relationship with your body and mind. It can be super overwhelming to not feel the pressure of diet culture and find a healthy balance with all things nutrition. So you don't feel like you are restricting yourself and then beating yourself up about it later. It can be a pretty toxic cycle that can lead to a poor relationship with food, a lack of energy and a whole lot of confusion. So today with the help of Talia, we're going to focus on how you can heal your relationship with food, ditch the diets and love the skin you are in. So welcome, Talia. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Of course. This is like your area. So I was like, yeah, we're going to get her on. We're going to talk (laughs) about this because I do feel like it is such an important topic to talk about. You know, especially with women, it is such an area where we feel so much pressure and restriction and we just need to ditch that and get rid of it. Totally. So, yeah, I wanted to get into that today. So I thought to start, I would love for you to share a little bit of an insight into you, what you do and why helping women with their relationship with food is just so important to you. Of course. So, yes, I'm a nutritionist and I help women feel confident in their mind, body and diet. And essentially, I help those who are ready to ditch diet culture, as you said, master their mindset, create healthy habits and love the skin they're in. And I guess to give you a good understanding of me and why I'm so passionate about what I do, I'll give you a little uh, background into my journey, which started probably about 10 years ago in 2012. (laughs) So when I was in year 12 and And my mental health just all of a sudden took a bit of a turn. I was in a pretty toxic relationship all of a sudden and I put all this pressure on myself because, you know, all my worth was in that person as we love to do. (laughs) And I think somewhere along the lines I thought that being skinnier would make me more lovable, which we all know isn't true. But yeah, my mental health just wasn't that great. And I started to restrict my calories. And I guess that's where it all began. And at the time, I didn't even realize, but Mm -hmm. how everything was correlated. But I was so tired all the time. I was so moody, emotional. And then after restricting for such a long time, I remember this moment where my friend was just like, just eat this freaking cupcake. (laughs) And that turned into the biggest binge ever because I'd been restricting for like six months. It turned into this like rampage of me eating all these foods. And then I guess from there, it kind of went into that yo-yo cycle that we love to talk about. It was the dieting, then the binging, then the dieting, then the binging. And then I kind of got fed up with all of that and I had enough and I did kind of want to improve my mental health. So Mm -hmm. I kind of looked into diet and how to do that healthy and sustainably. Mm -hmm. And I realized that when I changed my diet, 
uh, my mental health improved. And I guess that's where everything shifted and where I started to study nutrition. And so everything got better for a while. And then probably halfway through my studies, I hit burnout because I was just doing way too much. Mm. And for the first time, because I feel like even at the start of my studies, I was still focusing on calories and focusing on my weight a lot because something I didn't mention is that with all the binging, I actually put on a really significant amount of weight, which obviously is the opposite of what most people Mm. want. But when I hit this burnout, I focused on all nutrients and, you know, focused on my gut health, my mental health, my Mm. hormones. And I focused on nutrients rather than calories. And that is when everything shifted for me. And I have like never felt better. And ever since I haven't looked back, I never step on the scale. And I have improved my relationship with myself so much. And that is why I guess I'm so passionate about helping others do the same because it has just had such a flow and effect in the rest of my life. And I think the reason why I'm so passionate about it is because there's hardly a day that goes by without a woman or anyone really speaking negatively about their body or the food they're consuming. And I just think that needs to change. Yeah, absolutely. And you're doing a great job to kind of break that and and use your journey to inspire other women because your journey is so similar to so Mm. many others. And you know, it's not talked about. A mm. lot of women feel that shame and, oh, I, should, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but exactly. I have to do it or it's going to make me feel better. Or, And it's it's horrible. It's a horrible, horrible it's cycle. Horrible. Mm. So let's talk about yo-yo dieting. Mm. What is it and how does diet culture impact our body and mind over a period of time? Yes. So yo-yo dieting can also be referred to as weight cycling. So the way that I personally like to describe it is having that all or nothing approach. Mm. So going from like chronic dieting to then not, and then, you know, that yo-yo up and down, up and down, or it can be described as losing heaps of weight and then gaining it back because, you know, you're not having that constant in your life. This really leads to long-term struggles with weight. And Mm. what a lot of people don't know that it actually, you end up having such a greater risk of weight gain, which is the opposite of what people want, right? But it's such a mental battle. Mm. So it really puts a strain on us mentally and physically, especially if you're going through that for years and years. It's one of those things people think, oh, just do a crash diet. I'll do a four-week detox. I'll Mm -hmm. do a juice cleanse for a week and I'm going to lose all this weight. And then I'll look good for the weekend. Yes. But then, bam, you will pile it all back Mm. on and then it's – Stuff's up your mental health because you're like, oh, I've done all this stuff. Like, why isn't it working? It's, yeah, it's really not a good cycle to get yourself in. Yeah, and I feel like especially with gym challenges as well, it's really prevalent. I think I remember when I was at a certain gym and, Mm. you know, they do the eight-week challenges and you basically cut carbs for the whole eight weeks and people feel really good because they're dropping weight really quickly. And Mm. I remember as soon as the eight weeks finished, everyone was like, okay, I'm going to go out for beer and pizza now because I've done that. And then they got so disheartened because they just put the weight straight back on because yeah. what they were doing wasn't sustainable. Mm. And that's what it all comes down to, balance and sustainability exactly. with everything in life, exactly. everything, even your diet. So, <laughs> yeah, with so much information out there about diets and extreme weight loss weight loss techniques, how on earth does someone navigate through this to figure out what works and what doesn't work? Because it can be 
really, really overwhelming. Mm, so There's overwhelming. so much out there. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but sometimes even I get overwhelmed Absolutely. with all the information and we've yes. studied it for years yeah. and years and I'm years. I'm like, oh, my God, should I, should I know about this trend? <laughs> like, why don't I know about this new diet? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I guess my number one tip, and it seems simple, but yet so many people miss the point, is to shift back to the basics. Mm. So focus on getting your macronutrients, you know, focus on your protein, Mm. your carbs, your fats, ensuring you're getting enough fiber, drink your water and get enough sleep and focus on daily movement as well. I think as well, once we establish those, we can start to look at micronutrients and diversity in the diet. Mm. But people are so quick to skip the fundamentals of health when really these are the things that we need to focus on Mm. and nail before we do any extreme diet. Yeah. And I think it's so important to also shift from what we shouldn't be eating Mm. and shift the focus into, okay, what can I include in my diet to improve it rather than what can I take away from it? It really helps shift the scarcity mindset into an abundance mindset. Mm. And I think this is a really important factor when it comes to health. And Obviously, if you do struggle with this or you need individualized advice, I would highly obviously recommend seeing a nutritionist because there's so much value in getting help Mm. and not getting your information from TikTok or (laughs) Dr. Google because I've seen so many really scary diet advice happen on TikTok Mm, and it's just not nice. And a lot of people will look at someone because of the way that they look and think that that advice is great when in reality it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also I guess make sure that you stick to something for a long period of time. So mm. if something's not sustainable, it's not going to work. Yeah. I think we need to focus on, you know, you're going to be doing this for the rest of your life. Mm. So what are the small changes that you can make in your everyday life that will make a big profound effect for the rest of your life essentially. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. It's those little things every mm. day because that's what creates our life. Exactly. The small habits, the small practices, the, you know, what do you do first thing when you wake up in the morning? Exactly. And what is one little thing you do during the day to nourish your body or your mind? And it's those foundational aspects of nutrition and lifestyle that make you healthy. Exactly. It's not a crash diet. It's not eating a superfood every meal of the day and spending hundreds of dollars on certain things. It's it's doing these little things that are healthy for yeah. you exactly. you know and that looks different to everyone and that's why I like what you said about speaking to a nutritionist mm. someone who can help you understand what your body needs exactly. rather than seeing something on TikTok exactly. that you know may have worked for someone who was probably already looking like that before they mm. did the, this extreme <laughs> diet whatever exactly. it is so yeah it's all about that, those foundations and just being mindful about where you're getting that information exactly. from exactly and yeah. I think it's also really important to understand your personal why mm. and why you want to make these changes because yeah. if you're doing something because you think you should be doing it that's not gonna create yeah. effective change either so really getting your values and beliefs down and understanding why you want to stay mm. motivated yeah The why is always important Mm -hmm. with everything. So I really want us to focus on the things that people can do to repair and nourish their relationship with food. What are some signs that you may see in clinic that indicates people need to heal their relationship with food or incorporate more self-love? Yes, I love this because I think so many people don't realize that they actually might need to heal their relationship with food. So 
The biggest red flag, I guess you could mm. say for me, is the language that you use. So if you are using language such as, oh, I've been so bad today, or I shouldn't eat this, or I'm so naughty, that type of language really highlights the fact that you might need to work on your relationship with food. But other ones also include skipping meals or opting for snacking throughout the day instead of proper meals. Having an all or nothing approach if you feel out of control around food. And if you label yourself good or bad, depending on your eating habits, if you're obsessed with food and only look at calories in meals. Mm. And obviously if you are having and experiencing that guilt and that shame around food. And the last one is also ignoring your body's natural hunger cues. If you're hungry, eat. Your body is trying to tell you something. Mm. Yeah, they're all really good. Mine that this is bad. Yes. Why am I putting labels? So it's really good to kind of identify Mm. that and look a bit deeper into it and figure out, but why am I doing that? And, you know, how can I give myself more self-love and, exactly. and nourish my body a little more and make myself feel okay and yeah. and just normalise. And as you said, I think yeah. it's definitely important to catch yourself out mm. because the more we say something, the more we believe it and it becomes yeah. our story. So Absolutely. it's so important to catch yourself out in the moment. And yep. as you said, you don't even realise you're saying it no. and then you realise how much your friends say it or everyone around you says it. So even calling yourself out and perhaps calling your loved ones out as well yeah. because they probably don't realise that they're saying it either. Yeah. yeah, and that's where it starts because that's how you, that's a form of self-love just there. Exactly. You know, being like, okay, I was saying this, had this negative self-talk towards food and, and whatever and now I've caught myself out and that's a great first step and you can feel good about that and that's where the journey starts like that's where it all begins so when it comes to disordered eating binge eating constant restrictions and just complete overwhelm when it comes to food how do you support your clients through this so this question I guess what I'm asking is someone who is quite aware that Mm -hmm. they have disordered eating habits Mm -hmm. and they know that they're struggling with this what is a tool or a resource or how Mm. could you support them through that Good question. Mm. I guess there's a lot of ways that you can go about it and depending on the individual, everything is different. If you are struggling, I would highly recommend going to see a psychologist or seeking Mm. help if it is something that's really affecting your life. But also how I like to support my clients is really realising first and foremost about our thoughts and our language Mm. as 90% of our thoughts are actually from our subconscious and only 10% are conscious. So really digging down, going again back to those beliefs and Mm. finding where they came from because a lot of them stem from childhood and it doesn't necessarily have to be a comment that someone made to you. It could be something that you saw on TV when you were three and it's ingrained in our brain. So I think I really always get a lot of my clients to journal out their thoughts and their Mm. processes and everything because not many people do that. We don't really understand where our beliefs have come from. Another one is to also make sure that they're supported um, emotionally and their mental health Mm. is taken care of. But the first thing that we also normally work on is giving yourself unconditional permission to eat. Mm. And this is probably the scariest for most people 
because I think that's a very scary thing. If you have restricted yourself for such a long time, it's so scary to know that, oh my gosh, I can eat anything I want to at any given time. But going back to that scarcity mindset, it takes us away from that. And we're not obsessing over food if we have access to it all at at any given time. You know, you don't, you won't always be thinking about those foods that you've restricted for so long. Mm. So that's, one of the biggest things to definitely work on. And then also eating when you're hungry. And I know a lot of people will say, oh, but I'm not hungry at breakfast. And I totally get that. But it's because you've trained your body a lot of the time to not be hungry or you're you're used to ignoring your hunger cues. So something that I really highly suggest is working on getting in the habit of eating at least three meals a day. Yeah. So this starts with breakfast and you will start to realize that when you start to incorporate breakfast, then you will begin to be more hungry. Waking up hungry is actually an awesome sign that our metabolism and our body is on fire and working. So you actually want to be hungry in the morning. It's a really positive thing, but somehow it's been shifted into Mm -hmm. a negative. Another one is practicing mindful eating, welcoming all foods into your diet, as I said. And the next one is focusing on going inwards. So looking at things that nourish your nervous system, help Mm. raise our vibration, really want to focus on things that make you feel good because the better we feel, the better our actions are going to be, I guess. So that could include journaling or walking or Mm. spending time in nature, daily movement. And notice what you're taking in. So a lot of your surroundings. Who do you follow on social media? What are you watching on TV? Mm -hmm. Who do you spend most of your time with? If you are constantly surrounded by diet talk and, um, you know, people commenting on other people's bodies or always talking about weight loss, that's going to have such a profound effect on you. Um, So I think just do a cull in your life of all of those things. And then also education. So making sure your resources on food and nutrition are coming from an educated source as well. Yeah, really, really good tips. And a lot of it sounds simple because it is and it Mm -hmm. should be our foundations. Exactly. And, you know, we don't need to start with, you know, I I don't know if you experience this as well, Mm. but... I feel that when a client comes and sees me Mm -hmm. and they may be struggling with something and then I tell them, I advise them on what they may need to do, they're kind of like, what do you mean this is it? Like this isn't this basic stuff? And I'm like, yes, because if you get the basics right and you learn to listen Mm -hmm. and you're gentle with yourself, that's where things will happen and that's where things will change. I think people think they need to punish themselves you know, as, you know, it's punishment for being like this or punishment for getting like this or whatever. It's no, you need to be kind to yourself and love yourself through every aspect of life. Mm -hmm. And that's where things happen and things change. So definitely approaching things with empathy towards yourself and kindness, because shame will get you nowhere. Guilt will get you nowhere. And the kinder we are to ourselves, the kinder that we're going to be to our body and it's just going to have such a flow and effect. And you're right. I feel like a lot of the clients that I see, Mm. the first steps are always really simple, but it is that way because everyone's skipping the simple things, right? And it's so crazy just how much of a 
change and an effect it can have mm. on people from doing the foundations. Yeah. It's crazy. So how do we get rid of that guilt that is so often associated with the foods we eat? What mindfulness, nutrition and lifestyle techniques should we be focusing on to work through that guilt and have some freedom when it comes to our dietary choices? Mm, I love this question. <laughs> <laughs> so again, the first thing that really comes to mind is language. Just really start to listen to how mm. you talk to yourself. Be kinder. And we're not used to this, you know. Yeah. It's so normalised to put ourselves down, whether that be to ourselves or our friends, but stop it. Like, yeah. And if no one around you is being kind to themselves, be the first one to do it and call them out as well, yeah. like with so much love, obviously. Yeah, of <laughs> but also call yourself out on your own crap and show yourself compassion and kindness and speak to yourself how you would speak to a loved one. I really also like to tell my clients to start with daily gratitude, yes. journal, affirmations, and shift your focus into rewiring your mindset. Mm. Um, and as I kind of mentioned before, I guess, focusing on things that make you feel good. Because I think what a lot of people are chasing when, you know, they want to diet or they want to lose weight, it's actually that feeling of feeling good. Yeah. But how good that we have the chance to make ourselves feel good without needing to lose the weight, you know, yeah. because if you don't focus on feeling good, when you lose the weight, you're, you're still not going to feel good unless you yeah. work on yourself internally. Yeah. So meditating, breath work, daily movement for those endorphins, not as a punishment getting enough rest and sleep, another one that a lot of people tend to miss. Mm. Start thinking about what will make you feel good in the moment. Yeah. Beautiful. I love it. Love all those things. <laughs> so how can we feel more at home in our bodies and not constantly compare ourselves to others? I feel like you're going to really get into the whole social media thing <laughs> yeah. here, but yeah, how how, you know? it can be, it can be a bit of a trap. So how totally. do we, how do we stop that and just stop comparing ourselves? Oh, Cause it it's can hard. Be, it can be so hard. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I never do that oh, because of course, yeah. like everyone does, but I think it's so important to find out who you are as a person. Mm. You know, a lot of the time we go through life without even really knowing what our core values are mm. and not really knowing who we are as a person because especially with social media, yeah. We have so much outside influence and we think that when someone else is doing something, we mm. should be doing that too. But in reality, if that doesn't align with your core values, why should you be doing that? Yeah. So I think, again, sitting down and grabbing your journal. I'm such yeah. a big journaler. I love it. I love that you're <laughs> yeah. talking about journaling. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, look at your core values and beliefs and start living up to those mm. because maybe you might know your core values, but... If you're not living in alignment with you, who you are, with your yeah. purpose, with your passions, then I think it's so easy to be unhappy with where we're at. And that's when we start to compare ourselves. Yeah. And I think the more we go inwards, the less we start comparing ourselves to others and the less we start caring what others think. Yeah. And I think another step to that is stop judging others. Mm -hmm. And I think if you are someone who, and I say this with so much kindness and love, but if you're someone who comments on people's bodies or weight 
or appearance or, Mm. you know, you're judging someone else, that is such a clear sign that you're not happy where you are in your life and you're not happy with your body, right? Because we just project our own feelings onto others. And the same goes if someone is judging you, because that's, I think, what people obviously are so scared about, just know that it's a projection of their insecurities and it has nothing to do on you. Mm. So work on yourself and, yeah, then the self-love will start to pour out, I think. Beautiful. I like that. I like that you said that (laughs) because it's true. A lot of the things people say, nasty things especially, are a real projection of what they're feeling or how they feel about themselves and they're putting it onto you because they think it may make them feel better. And Yes. Yeah, so go within and find out, you know, what makes you happy and what you love yes. and what you love about yourself yes. and go from there, I guess. Yes. But when what do we do when we are having a bad body image day, mm. feeling flat and feeling completely overwhelmed with everything? Like do you have any a tip or something yeah. that you could do in that moment where you're like, all right, I've caught myself, yes. I'm having a really bad body image day, mm-hmm. I feel really shit. Mm-hmm. What is something I should do in that moment? Yeah, totally. And I think um, I just want to say that even though I've worked on myself for so long, there will be times when I do have a bad mm. body image day and it's nowhere near as bad yeah. as it ever used to be, but just know that it's normal. So, again, mm. I think it comes back to that compassion for yourself. Yeah. A lot of the time if we are having a bad bad body image day it's usually to do with how we're feeling I think a really common one is you know if you're feeling really bloated or you've got an upset stomach or maybe you know you have your period around those times it's really common to kind of have a bad body image day or if you're having a bad mental health day for instance so be compassionate with yourself Mm. I really like to stay off social media, which I also should have mentioned in the question before, definitely get off social media, (laughs) do a social media cleanse. But instead of trying to distract yourself, yeah, like by going on social media, get outside and go for a long walk in nature. I think that's my biggest remedy. And listen to a motivational podcast or your favorite playlist, something that will really help pump those endorphins. And going on a walk is just so gentle and just so good for your mental health. Another thing is doing a meditation or breath work. Mm. So powerful to reset the mind. And deep breaths are just so good for us as well. (laughs) And wear comfortable clothes. So wear your most comfortable clothes so that, you know, nothing's digging in in places where you feel uncomfortable. And, yeah, they're probably my biggest ones. But, again, probably, again, get out the journal and write it all down. Beautiful. Love it. Great. Because we need those tips, you know. We Mm. need – it's so good to have those tools and those resources that when in that moment you're feeling overwhelmed, you're not feeling good, because it's going to happen. We're all going to have our days. Exactly. Um, It's like, okay, what is is in my toolkit? What can I open up and be Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to do this because I know that makes me feel better. So, you know, take the tips that Talia has said, but also find what works for you as well. Exactly, Find what brings you joy and add that to your toolkit because exactly. it's all about adding and being like, oh, I love doing this. Exactly. This makes me happy. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good point that you bring up actually is obviously, you know, sometimes I might say, mm. oh, I do a meditation and people are like, oh, I don't like meditation. But yeah. that's why I like to mention breath work as well because yeah. a lot of people who don't really like meditation might like breath work. Yeah. But as you said, try lots of different mm. things and give it a few shots yeah. and find variations of all these things. Absolutely. And 
once you find something that works, yeah, write it down, put it in your toolbox. Love it. So good. So we've gone through a lot, but I'd like (laughs) for you to share a little bit about where people can come and find you. What's your social media? What's your website? Give us a little bit of brief into where everyone can come and look for you because I'm sure they're going to want to look for you after this episode. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So on Instagram, I'm just at Talia Harvey and my website is www.taliaharvey.com, I believe. I'm like, oh my gosh, I should probably know Sorry, that. We'll put that in the show notes, guys. <laughs> yeah, Don't worry. Yeah, I'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah, and I also wanted to give you guys, if you resonated to any of this, I offer a eight-week program really focusing on confidence and self-love and body image and the basics and the foundations of nutrition. So I wanted to give you guys a cheeky little discount mm-hmm. for my program when it comes out. And the discount is just happy way. So I'll give you all the details as well yep, because um, it's a pretty good discount. So yeah, if you guys want to find me there as well, there's heaps of information there. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all this amazing information with us all. It's going to definitely help our listeners so much. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. Oh, good. (laughs) So that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you have taken even just one piece of wisdom from this episode that you can apply to your life to help you grow and be a happier and healthier version of you. Please like, subscribe and make sure to share us on your socials. Sending lots of love to you all. Bye. Yay, good job. That was amazing.